Welcome again to another long distance session, folks. Thanks. The last long distance session. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully last one. Uh, you know, hopefully for a while. It'll probably be at least a month until wave two hits. <laughs> oh. On that depressing note. <laughs> Let's start again. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, welcome back. Welcome back to another long-distance session. Hopefully the last one. Uh, hopefully things are going to be opening up again fairly soon here. And, of course, we're still going to be being pretty careful even after that, you know, as I think everyone at home listening to this should, because we do want to make sure we do this all right and get it done with. But uh, on the other hand, you know, yeah, we're all kind of chomping at the bit to get, get back to one room again. Don't worry, I'll put both leaves into the dining room table. It'll be extra big for social distancing purposes. Yeah, we'll have <laughs> distance we'll get the snacks us. going. It'll be great. Yeah. yeah, it'll be great. Um, and pretty good timing, too, I think, you know. One thing that I did forget uh, from last time is I would like everyone to make me a pair of dreams rolls, please. Okay, so, so two? Yes. Okay. Pair is four. Excuse you. That's Clarifying. Ooh. I got 18 a and an eight. And a six. I got a six and a 13. Armina and got six and three. Six and, Ten three. and 17. 17. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. They are in chat if you need them. And speaking of last time, it's time for the recap. <clears throat> Last time on Prisoner's Dilemma, the group went head to head with a goblin leader of some description. Head to head in a quite metaphorical but also literal sense. Given that, the leader in question, after a bit of conversation, challenged them to a battle of wits, with the winner being given deference in the disagreement they were having. That disagreement being, uh, well, what exactly the goblins should do. Uh, working together, they managed to both rule out uh, numerous possibilities and then eventually find out the truth and discover where the goblin leader had taken up hiding. After this, they had a little more conversation, finding out some of the history of this leader and this clan of goblins. And they were able to convince her to stop her plans to gather resources with the hopes of supposedly increasing the goblins civilization in various ways. They convinced her instead that there would be other places that she'd be better off looking and that perhaps she should go off in search of more solid answers and come up with a better plan because the one that she had was not working and also was drawing in mercenaries to kill her people. After this, they made their way back out, escorted through the swarms of goblins by the leader, who they gave the name Jenny. Jenny the Genius, a bit of a riff off of the misspelling which she had imbued upon the first magical item that she was ever able to create. A hat capable of making you smarter, but at the cost of making you seem dumber. She gave that hat over to the group with a couple of warnings. 
and then said she'd be making her own way back to the city. Uh, the group reconvened with Waria's watchers, having some conversation, some dinner, and some individual get-togethers and shenanigans. The winner of the contest was determined. Yeah! That was me! <laughs> was determined to be Yolanda. And the prize was meted out such as it was. That prize being, congratulations, you won. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to get drinks. <laughs> well, maybe that'll come later. Uh, with that done, the party made their way back toward Lapsalidas, eager to get back there in time for the justiciary. Uh, on the way, they were followed by a cat who Planeswalker determined to be not a cat, but in fact Jenny in disguise, keeping her distance, but following them seemingly back toward the city. Uh, so that is where we'll pick up. Uh, upon arriving back at the city, you guys have uh, basically the, the afternoon and evening uh, to fill. Quixie, yours, you were saying you had, were going to loudly announce your intention to go to the library to visit your friend Bellic. Yes. And then head off in that direction. Uh, that would probably take you until about supper time. Sure. Um, and she would actually make a point of like, once there seeking out Bellic and the head librarian to just kind of check up on them and the the dean and see how they're doing. Okay. Um, so like she would actually make a point of doing something while she was there. But yeah, the underlying thing is obviously to show Jenny the way to the meet Bellic if, if uh, she so wishes. Okay, cool, cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, anybody else have anything in particular they want to do? Yolanda and Calry, I know, have a little shopping trip that they go on. Planeswalker mm -hmm. um, would like to go to the magic shop or wherever it was that I found that was selling the um, bag of holding. Yes, yes. Armina might um, keep with her company and uh, just follow along. Okie doke. Planeswalker, you are able to find that magic shop again uh, pretty easily because you've been there before. You're not relying on directions anymore. You can rely on, you know, pathfinding and landmarks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so it is amazing that his directional, his directional prowess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a side of him that you haven't seen much before in cities, at least. I can find but. my way anywhere twice. Uh, you're, you're, very con you're very confident. Oh, 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 this is new. Okay, here I am thinking you, you're going for your first time. But you know what? I'm impressed regardless. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> so you find your way there plenty easily. Walking in looks quite similar. There's currently a younger fellow in robes who is at the, at the counter chatting with the clerk. Same clerk seemingly as last time. It's been the same one every time we've been in here. But after a minute or two, their conversation is done, and you're free to head up the counter. I would like to do so. Hello. Uh, how may I help you there? Greetings once again. Um, do you still have the, uh, the bag of holding? Yes, yes, we do. Fairly Excellent. Uh, I, I would like to purchase one. Of course. Let's see how smart Planeswalker's gonna be about this. <laughs> Let's just do a little check. 
not very smart. <laughs> so he's going to take his bag of 734 gold out of his pocket, mm-hmm. which is presumably a visibly large bag. It's a large bag. And go, how much was it again? <laughs> uh, do you, Robin, remember? or <laughs> It was like three or four hundred. Oh, it was four hundred, yeah. I was just curious. Before... Um, Sorry, before he puts the bag on the the counter, can I try and like stop him? <laughs> uh, you can. I have to put the like bag to... down. I'm just holding it in my hands. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh hon, isn't that where you keep your your bad coin? I don't. I don't have any. Can coins <laughs> go bad? I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, yeah. You don't know. You know, it, it's some um, gold. Might lose its value after a while. Um, <laughs> See, I knew this whole coin money system was silly. Oh, uh, it is. It is. It you know what? I'll tell you what. How about I? I'll cover this for you, and you can pay me back later. What do you think? But but I have the money. See, I oh, have. No, no, I, I have over seven hundred gold pieces. <laughs> <laughs> can I? Can I make oh, an insight oh. check the, the shopkeeper? Slap planes on it. You can do an insight check. Go ahead and do an insight check. Insight check. Oh god. Oh, no. Talking up my ass, by the way. Don't oh my god. Uh, insight plus five. Oh fuck. That's gonna oh, be it's a Mira. ten. Yeah. Um, oh, Mira. The the clerk seems just a little bit like kind of come on. Just get this over with. <laughs> does he? Does he look like he's like you know, licking his chops like a, a sucker? You know, like no, he doesn't seem to be particularly focusing on the on the bag. It doesn't seem like he's like, ooh, I can scam this guy for whatever I want. Uh, but you totally he, can. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he could, but at a pause in the conversation, the clerk clears his throat softly. <clears> that will be four hundred gold. Excellent. I'll just. <laughs> if Armina doesn't do anything, I'm just gonna start counting out. Go, go for it, Armina. I'm drawing a blank. Roll me an Arcana check. Well, shit. Okay. Well, Flame Darker counts out his gold. I need a One, quick C. Two, three, four. This may three. take a while. Three. Five. Three for the Arcana check. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not you're not really sure what the going rate for a bag of holding would be. Uh, you don't really know how difficult it is to make or how rare the ingredients that go into it. You have definitely seen for sale and heard of sales of magical items for far more than that and for far less than that. You, you, you can't really guess as to whether he's getting a good price on this. And physically, I mean, I know it's very caricature life, but does he look like a like a conniving or sniveling kind of personality? No, no, he looks uh, fairly standard, half elven, bluish skin, so probably descended from sea elves, particularly given the the uh, population of this town that you've seen around. He looks fairly put together. He's wearing what looked to be probably his own clothes, but with a vest that bears the insignia of this establishment, and so he's, you know, it would seem that he's a, a fairly upstanding employee, if nothing else. Yeah. I mean, is just going to, like, kind of sigh as he's counting up the coins. <laughs> he's just going to sigh. 
and kind of walk away and in dwarvish just sort of say you you beautiful dumb bastard walk around the shop kind of like just window shopping and keeping it yeah around. fair enough uh, you see a couple of interesting things as you're looking around. You you would also, Armina would probably take particular interest in the magical mirror that they have there. It's a large, flat plate of stone uh, carved almost like an agate slice. But when you get close to it, it shows you. A perfect okay. image of you. Except instead of a normal reflection where you raise your right hand and you see the same side raise in the mirror, when you raise your right hand, you see what you would see if an identical version of yourself was facing you and raising their right hand. So it's on your left side. There is something up with this mirror. This is like the third time Jared's described it to us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, think just, I think he's just really proud of it. It's really cool. Jared's it's just really cool. But so, we need to break it or go through it or something. <laughs> this is the first Again. time he's described it with an audience. Oh. It's the meme of Marge yeah. holding the potato, just going, I just think they're neat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Armina's gonna kind of like uh, hold, I'm gonna hold it. Like, is it like is it heavy? Like, how it is a big. Gauge? It is the height of you. It is six feet oh, tall. Oh, I thought you it was can't like, pick like it up. Yeah. No, it's like a giant slice okay. of agate. But yeah, like as you you raise a hand, it it raises its equivalent hand on the opposite side. So like, if I raise my right hand, it's kind of like I'm seeing double but not reversed. Yeah, you're seeing. A, yeah, you're you're basically you're just seeing the the inverse of what you'd see in a normal mirror. Uh, what's the deal with this? This mirror right here? It's a mirror. Well, no, I gathered that, but like besides that? Nothing in particular. It's, uh, it's I suppose, more a display piece for the shop than anything else. It's a, you can see in a very true form precisely what you look like rather than the optical inversions which happen with a normal reflective surface. It's, it is a perfect depiction of exactly what an observer looking at you would be seeing from that standpoint. Question, since it's made of agate stone, um, can I use my stone cunning and determine more about it? Like where it came from or more properties? You can give it a shot. Yeah, you're free to give it a shot. Go ahead and make the roll for that. Uh, uh, Planeswalker, after a minute of counting you get all your coins out in, in, in a pile slide that pile over you see the guy uh, picks them up and dumps them through a little device that there's a little crystal set into it that lights up green and he slides the bag of holding over across you um, in front of him I will just uh, begin pulling burlap sacks out of my backpack and my bag of holding and shoving them all into my new bag of holding. He wears a retail smile the whole time. <laughs> Beautiful. You are so going to be the subject of dinner conversation tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you are going on magic shop under the underground. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, are we your at 23. 23, all right. You take a close look at this and when you get around enough to the side of it, it ceases to show that uh, illusory surface anymore and returns mm -hmm. to being just stone. And despite your closest inspections, 
you can't see any sort of tooling marks on this. Normally, even on a polished piece of stone, you'd be able to see a mark, you know, here or there, particularly on something this large, where there was just a, a bit of a change in the gradient of the face, anything like that. This doesn't seem to have that. It looks perfectly flat, perfectly polished, and as if it has not been touched by tools. So you, you can gather that this was probably not only treated by magic in order to give it this illusory mirror effect, but also probably even cut by magic to start with. Hmm. Okay. I think Quixie might want to take a look at this. Um, uh, Planeswalker, are you, are you done? Uh, what's the story? Almost. That's <laughs> like shoving more and more. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. There's 103 t sacks total. This Armina knows. <laughs> she knows the amount of sacks. I, I kind of get like an awkward, you know those like awkward kind of like tight-lipped nods to people once in a while? The white like, person nod? <laughs> yeah. Armina kind of like, mm-hmm, just kind of nods to the to the awkward smile that the retail guy has. Oh, that's great. All right, uh, so Quixie, you are heading off towards the library. Mm -hmm. It's a journey you've made several times by now, so I'm not going to bother making you roll for it. Uh, Quixie wouldn't get lost on her way to a library. That's a point of pride. You make your way there. Uh, very similar to, to previous times. There, it's a bright and sunny day at this point. And so as you're walking along, you see more groups than normal of students out on the sort of lawn spaces inside the walls of the library. Some of them are relaxing. Some of them are in circles with books. Uh, several of them are in a larger circle, standing up, kicking a little half-filled bag of some sort back and forth. Looks like it's full of sand or little rocks or rice. You're not really sure because every university have to have, has to have kids playing hacky sack. <laughs> um, <laughs> you make your way toward the library. Are you going to be glancing over your shoulder for the cat or are you just kind of um... going... I'll have, I guess, Wally sitting on my shoulder, but like looking behind me. Facing backward? Yeah, okay. facing backward. And he's going to try and attempt to keep like a running commentary up on what the cat's doing, just because that sounds amusing. I don't know if he'll be able to keep track of her, but. Uh, make me a perception check for, for the rat. Okay. Ooh, straight 18. Ooh, nice, nice. He is able to keep a, a pretty good eye, actually, yes. Um, a couple of times, Cat does get a little bit lost in the crowd. He also relates with quiet amusement <laughs> the ways in which the cat acts decidedly uncat-like. Yeah. Um, primarily being that it, it walks along the ground entirely, doesn't jump up onto anything doesn't seem to be using any sort of ability to climb. One or two times it does clamber over things like uh, crates or carts. He, he chuckles softly and, and mentions that it looks even sillier than an actual cat. <laughs> Cute. So as you're making way along, the cat does follow you, has to skirt around the, not exactly guard, but the doorman at the wall into the university, uh, the cat rushes around him. The doorman gives chase for a second or two, but it becomes pretty quickly clear that he's not going to be able to catch up to it. 
the cat much, much faster than him and does give you a wide berth as it runs further in, though. Doesn't get too close to you. Mm -hmm. As you make your way along to the library, cat continues to follow. Gets a little bit closer as you do so. And by the time you get to the doors, when you open the door and step through, the cat slips through right behind you. Yeah. Pretty quickly takes a bit of a distance from you again, but maybe about 15 feet by this point. Uh, definitely not as far as it used to be. Looking around uh, at the huge bookshelves that fill the space. Quixie will pretend she's talking to Wally and just say audibly, Okay, so... I guess we should go say hi to Bellic and let them know that we're back in case they need to hire us for any more work. And we can ask him where the Dean is, I suppose. What do you think, Wally? And just walk over to try and find Bellic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love how subtle Quixie is. It's great. She's so not subtle. Quixie is the <laughs> most subtle. <laughs> um, you look over and Bellic is, is at his familiar location. He's in behind that big circular desk with several other library clerks wearing his neatly tailored and pressed librarian's assistant uniform. Hi, Bellic. Oh, uh, hello there. Uh, good to see you again. How are you doing, our friend of the party? I'm um, doing uh, quite well overall. I'm, I'm sorry. I must say, I, I don't think you're allowed to, uh, or rather, most certainly you are not allowed to bring uh, pets in here. Oh, um, that's okay. Not mine. Oh. Uh, she'll oh. probably talk to you a little bit later, but um, I wanted to ask you about where the dean might be. The old dean, not the new dean. The original oh, dean, uh, not the current, you know what I mean. Yes, of course. Uh, the, the, the drow fellow, uh, yes. Kyoki. Uh, he has been uh, given some some temporary quarters, uh, quite near mine, actually. But uh, at the moment, I believe he is talking to the uh, head librarian. Uh, they are sorting something out between them. It oh. would seem that he is uh, something of an expert in uh, certain forms of uh, enchantment magic. And, oh, very cool. Uh, yes, uh, and and something of a uh, book buff himself so cool. this, uh, so so he could yeah. be so they're in there in the head librarian's office then uh yes that that, that is correct and do you so think they would mind if i knocked on the door he sort of throughout the conversation his attention is very much split between yeah. you and the cat and oh, um no nope. knocked on the door no i think you'd be fine so is this a uh, don't worry about the door? cat she'll she'll talk to you in a little bit but uh she probably doesn't want to talk to you while i'm around um, so a, a transforming, uh, like a mage of some sort. Was, all uh, will be rats. revealed. All right, I, uh, I'm afraid I must say that while I love magic <laughs> tricks, I very much hate surprises. But uh, uh, yes, I do think you would be perfectly fine to go and uh, knock on the door. Of, well, uh, just when when you talk, if if things get hanky, you can just say that Quixie wanted her to play nice and that she's smarter than that if she gets weird. Um, oh dear! But you're you're not inspiring me with a great deal of confidence. But I appreciate. I'm not the one that inspires confidence in the party. If you want to have that, you should talk to Yolanda. Is she here? No. Oh well, I suppose we'll have to make do with what we have then. Yeah. uh, One other thing that I suppose is worth mentioning that you uh, may be interested in is the uh, the the plaque has been. directed uh, on, on, on the uh, 
uh, over here for for the collection of books which you, which you and your party so uh, graciously provided. So that's very exciting. Yes, commemorated here uh, within these halls for uh, well, hopefully forever. But I suppose this uh, whole venture has demonstrated just how uh, fleeting uh, some things can be. Uh, I, anyway, of, of course, uh, have a good day there. Uh, Quixie, and I suppose I will uh, talk to your, um, not mine, cat, your friend, cat, not just not mine, whatever it is. She'll reveal All it, right. it's fine. I'll talk to the, the cat. <laughs> I, for the first time, this entire walk, try and make direct eye contact with the cat and just say, Be smart. <laughs> <laughs> the cat sort of just like. I don't I, know what to do. The I most huff. cat-like you've I seen. I <laughs> The most cat-like you've seen it act so far. I'm just like, uh-huh. huh, what? No, I wasn't paying attention. I'm, I'm totally innocent. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing. No, I, yeah. I didn't hear nothing go smash. It wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'll try and see if the... If if Nucky or whatever his name is, Gyorky, Gyorky, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> is available. Uh Okay, you make your way off. Uh, as you do, you hear Bellic announce to one of the others that he's going to take his break, and then he walks off toward his, in the direction of his quarters, and as you glance over your shoulder, or rather, I suppose, as Wally is looking backward over your shoulder, he does mention that the cat is following Bellic. Good. Yeah, I figure, Ooh. I figure Jenny is the type to want to figure this out on her own as much as yeah. possible, so. She's got it. It'll be yep. Fine. Well, she if not, <laughs> if not, all. then uh, that's fine. We'll just have to deal with her. <laughs> yeah. um, you make your way into the head librarian's office, currently closed, but knocking on the door, you hear his voice usher you in. Oh, yes, come in, come in. Hi, we're back. Uh, hello there. Uh, Yorkie turns to you as well. He's wearing thick glasses at this point that seem to have several different lenses that slip down in front of them. Uh, okay. Hello, yes. Oh, I didn't realize that you were nearsighted. Is this something that happened because of the enchantment failing? No, some is for nearsight, some is for farsight, some is for true sight. Uh, this oh. one translates. Uh, I see. Yes, they took me a long time. Glad Are to have sunglasses? <laughs> <laughs> the transition Fancy glasses. glasses. <laughs> yeah. Fancy glasses. Nice. I'm just, Everything I'm glasses. just saying he can't really see in the daytime, so he probably have. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, there's some big thick black ones that go over the whole. <laughs> well, they look useful. Um, I hope I'm not interrupting something too terribly important. I just wanted to ask a quick question of the former dean here, um, if oh. you have a moment. Uh, sure. Um, so you were, you, um, wait, okay, out of character, I need to kind of confirm a timeline thing. This guy wait, wait. went under, like, a, several hundred years ago? It has been at least several centuries, yes. Okay, so, um. So timeline isn't yeah. exactly known, but it's definitely been more than four or five hundred years. Okay, so worth asking. Um, so I, it occurred to me that, um, you know, back before the flooding and everything happened, um, 
that you were alive and that you were, you know, doing things in the world and knew a lot about magic stuff and were part of a university. And I wanted to ask you if you maybe knew anything about my ancestors. My ancestors. The tomb keepers. Tomb keepers. Tomb keeper. Um. Uh, I remember it. I remember a tomb keeper uh, uh, when I was very young. Is that uh, is is the university Gazinis? Is that still the flying operating? one? Yeah, the flying one is still there. Flying? <laughs> it wasn't always flying. <laughs> uh, I thought it was always flying. Is there going to be one day I don't have a headache for things being so different? Uh, well, no, it wasn't always fly. It used to be on the ground. Mm-hmm. I, I went there as a as an apprentice enchanter. Um, I knew a tomekeeper. Um, young, young fellow, but a very, very talented wizard uh, like way too young even even for gnome he was i think 20 or 30. well that's he's not even that's like not even an adult yes i know he was a child but very powerful uh, had already made several spells uh, new ones uh, good ones I don't know what happened with him. Uh, Do you remember his name? Uh, homekeeper. I remember there was uh, talk of him actually uh, becoming a member of the staff there. Hmm. But they had to change uh, rules because he was too young. So I don't know if they did that. I kind of didn't pay much attention after I left and came here, but maybe if it is flying now, but still has probably better archives if it's still running. Yeah, I'd like to eventually go there. I just um, wasn't really sure if I, if uh, you knew anything about it, but now I know more now. So he made Uh, spells? At 20? Yes. Oh, I'm so late. It was. I've got a lot of catching up to do. Well, I mean, don't feel like you need to rush too much. You got time. I'm already 60. How long does a gnome live now? Hmm. Is it still the same? I don't know, like 300. If you eat your vitamins, maybe 400. That's time. I guess. Okay, well, thank you very much. I'll I'll look into. Do you do you remember the spells that he made? Uh, there was one. Uh, they had uh, what's the little? It's a furry with the teeth. It's sort um, of shaped like a potato. A rat? No, no tail. Rounder. A hamster. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> He had uh, um, 
he had those and he could turn them into things. He was a lot of uh, transmutation things, mostly. Oh, turning like hamsters into things. Yes, like, mon- they, like monster things or like mugs. No, he, he just was very good with the transmutation. Like norm, he, he turned one into stone. Normally, if you do that and you break the stone, you kill the thing, and also you break the spell. It turns into dead hamster. But he would. He took two, um, a black one and a white one. He turned them into stone, cut them in half, stick the other halves together, turn them back into hamsters. Each one's half black and half white now. Did were they the? What? It's a very impressive transmutation spell. It means I mean, it sounds cool, but I'm really confused about what happened to the personalities of the hamsters. Well, that's the question, isn't it? And that was a question he wasn't sure of. But yes, he managed to uh, uh, extract the essence and store elsewhere, pocket dimension probably, and then reinsert later when it's safe. So Weird. Yes. Huh. Okay. Well, um... That's a lot Very to think about. I, I will. I will look into the 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 more information. Thank you very yes. much. Many questions. Yes, many questions. You wanted to know everything. Well, that sounds familiar. Yes, that's not so uncommon amongst the mages or gnomes or university students, really. Yeah, that's three strikes against me. Um, yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Hell Librarian, for letting me um, interrupt. Um, I need to go and think about this now. So okay. I'm, I'll see you some other time. Bye. Sure. And thank you again for, you know, getting me out of the water and all. Uh, here, I don't need this anymore. He holds over a folded up shawl to drops Whoa. in your hands. You mean the thing that made you sleep through an entire flooding of a university? Yeah, well, it will make you sleep through anything. I, I will uh, only use it if super necessary. Use it, burn it, sell it. I don't care. I just don't want it anymore. Okay. Could could maybe maybe as like an extra little thing because you know now we're friends and you've we've saved your life and everything can we call you by a nickname nickname yeah gnocchi gnocchi when gnocchi because it's delicious what is you want to call me something delicious (laughs) should i call you cave squid yes Sure. <laughs> All right, Cave Squid, you can call me Gnocchi. All right. That's very hard to say. Okay, okay, Bye, Gnocchi. Bye, Cave Squid. <laughs> All right, I, I leave and um, I keep my eyes peeled and my ears peeled for Valak's uh, screaming. But other than that, I had to try and find my party members probably at the end. Right. Uh, you roll me a perception check. Okay. Um, Twelve. Twelve? You don't hear Bellic screaming. 
as you make your way along. You don't hear anyone else screaming either. No, you know, sounds of catastrophe. Okay. So, all right. Like things probably oh, are fine. They, they're probably getting along real well. Don't you think? Yeah. Don't you think, Wally? Oh, yes, of course. I feel like Wally probably strokes a non-existent mustache. Mm. Yes. Quite. Whiskers. Just twirls them. Yeah. They curl at the end like a mustache. Yes. Yolanda wants to go around and she wants to buy a basket. And she wants to buy uh, like a couple small dresses. Like, I don't know, gnome-sized dresses. Okay. Yeah, easy to find in a city like this. Yeah. Yeah. uh, And some soaps. (laughs) And a bunch of food. That keeps like yeah, like muffins and fruits and nuts and things. Enough for a okay. snack for a goblin. <laughs> she, wants to, she wants to fill up the basket and maybe put a cloak over it, small cloak cloak again. Okay. And then she wants to go. Uh, is Calrie shopping with her, or is she shopping on her own? Probably shopping with her. She's following people around and trying to get an idea so that maybe she could freak some people out later with just random facts about their life. Okay, nice. What a weird version of psychological warfare. (laughs) Met Calorie? Roll me a stealth check and a perception check then, Calorie. But yes, Yolanda will go to the post office and get the, the quick delivery to Bellic and have Cowrie write a letter that basically says where I'm from when someone's new, we like to give them gifts mm-hmm. to welcome them. So if you could yes. please give this to Jenny if she's still there. I hope everything's Shit. going well. Uh, five for stealth. Okay. And perception? Yep. Uh, Thirteen. Okay, um, you try to sneak along and listen to people's conversations, listen to people's lives. You hear a couple of people saying, what's with that creepy halfling over there? Why is she crouched like that? And friend replies, I think it's constipation. Kelly sneaks into the shadows and casts Pass Without a Trace. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> give, me, give me another stealth check then. And another perception check. Stealth. 30. What? Better. <laughs> perception. 12. 12. Okay. You are able... You're able to sneak around very well after mm-hmm. that. Kind of go into the shadows. You're like, all right, all right, come on. Recenter. Focus. Focus. Okay. You cast your spell. And when you step back out again, everyone's eyes seem to just gloss over top of you. You still can't just step out in the middle of everyone, but if you're near someone else, they're, you know, anyone else is going to look at the person you're standing next to rather than mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I mean, Amarala is probably there, too. So. Yeah, drawing some eyes that way. You hear various things about people's kind of general lives. Uh, one man walking past with red pants, uh, his mother 
has gotten better. She'd fallen sick, and they weren't sure whether she was going to make it, but now she's doing a lot better. So if he wants to buy some flowers for her as like a celebration. Mm -hmm. uh, one woman, uh, merfolk woman, going along uh, a little bit slower because of the tail, is somewhat distraught. Uh, she thinks that her daughter might be hanging out with a bad crowd and like getting into mm -hmm. unfortunate stuff and she just doesn't know what to do about it. She doesn't understand. Uh, it's kind of generic little things, nothing big and crazy. Mm -hmm. Calories gonna go over after that sneaking about a little bit she got to the guy with the red pants yeah like get her red flowers they're the best and then turn around and walk away <laughs> <laughs> roll me a performance check <laughs> 17 17 performance, okay. yeah you deliver this news very solemnly and then turn and walk off into the crowd. He seems legitimately taken back at first, uh, shocked and like a little stunned. But then as you start to walk away, you just hear him shout, thank you. <laughs> to his friend beside him. What was that? What that? I guess oracles come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> Oracle. Yes. <laughs> oh. And Calorie will go up to the Murfuck woman. Yeah. Like, give me an insight check and a nature check. An insight check and a nature check. Okay. Yeah. Insight. It's a, I, I rolled a I rolled a nineteen. Okay. Mm -hmm. and nature. Oh, uh, fifteen. Fifteen for nature. Taking another look at this woman, mm -hmm. she looks actually a little bit familiar. Oh. And from a couple of couple of things about her, you deduce that this might be this might be Braylon's mom. Oh. Um, Mina's friend you had met previously and have heard a little more about since given your relationship with Mina. Mm -hmm. She does seem quite distraught over this whole thing, uh, her and the friend she's talking to. I will walk up to her and, 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 and in the best mysterious voice possible, be like, your daughter is going to be just fine. She's hanging out with very good people. And then walk away. <laughs> okay. Definitely <laughs> that one too. Okay, perception. Performance or perception? What? Oh, sorry, performance check, yeah. Yeah. I rolled a 20. 20? Dirty 20? Dirty 20. Okay, nice. Um, she seems stunned to silence as you turn around and walk away. But you do hear a faint sound of laughter emanating from the white noise of the crowd and a sound like jester's bells as well. Uh, you have 
gained uh, a minor boon of Philomeli Hanar for your surface. Uh, so you can you can invoke that at some point and gain a little bit of a boost to the roll, as okay. long as it is something that is related to Philomelianar, something within his purview. Just because we haven't covered this on, when we were recording, minor boons are 24 hours? Yes. Okay. And once they're done uh, shopping, etc., she will swing by uh, the butcher shop and invite Gert to come by and have dinner with the party once she's off work. Okay. Gert says, um, might be a little late. That's all right. You need to eat at some point. Yeah, Dude. but who's this? And they'll be, they'll be happy to see you. It's Gert. It's the butcher. You might have. Oh. You might have already eaten. Well, then you can just drink with us. Oh. Um. If we can, you can just talk. I'd like to see you. Okay. <laughs> if you don't eat. You'll get unhealthy, and then you'll die, and we don't want you to die. Jesus. You don't, you don't have to if you don't want to, just, I don't know, it'd be nice to see you now that we're back in town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll, yeah, yep. Okay. Food is important. I'm gonna make a con Allie check. just screaming like yes. a little old Italian lady. <laughs> I'm gonna make a con check to see how embarrassed Yolanda is. Yolanda's quite okay. embarrassed. Yolanda's quite embarrassed. Oh no. She Roll goes the floor. Blush. A red. Yeah. And then she will, she will go back to the end. <laughs> okay. Uh, you brought calorie along. Yolanda's like, you can do oh things you can't do. Uh <laughs> It's okay, you can drink. Oh wait, you don't drink. You can talk. Oh, you don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> you folks all gather there throughout the next little while. And uh Raya brings out brings out food for you. They set up the Have plaque, um they set up the plaque by our books. Oh that's nice. Oh, we never gave them a name. No, we didn't. <clears throat> we don't even have a name. What should we name ourselves? We have lots of names. Well, we, we have, have individual names. It's a group, though. For all of oh. us. I thought our name was... Well, we want to well, we name that kind of describes what we're doing and our goal. Right. What? But we're also different. We do a lot of things. Well, I mean... Our primary goal, my primary goal, is to stick it to Aerial or Although we probably yeah. shouldn't call no ourselves fair. a stick it to Aerial or group. People might get the wrong idea. <laughs> yeah, work yeah, can be might twisted very easily. Or something. Yeah. It can't be too corny. It can't be too obvious. Um, something catchy. Yolanda will take out her dictionary and start flipping through it. Oh, good God. <laughs> Oh, no. this is a good one. Look. She will oh. point to eradication and try Ugh. to 
Yes. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I like that. And shall we say over the next 20 minutes, we come up with her name? <laughs> Montage of Yolanda, like, point to a, a page, like. <laughs> it's a good word. Conniving? Yeah, it's a good one, but I don't know that it's really. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. Get him like a smart. Okay. So we've decided that our name is going to be, I don't have it in front of me. Somebody else the say Society it. for the Eradication <laughs> of Area Lore really soon. Yes. Or yeah, Sears. It's going to be real soon. Yeah. It does the eradication really of Area Lore real soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we don't want people to think this is just like an eventual long-term, yeah. like, we have we goal-oriented, action-oriented mindsets. <laughs> It's a good mix of, of you know, it's a terrible name. Tile. Well, well, it's short, we'll it shortens down. Sears. Yeah, it, it shortens down to Sears, so we can pretend that we're fortune tellers. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh people might to get the wrong It's a good prank. I've already been doing that. <laughs> well, there you go. It works well, not what you're doing. <laughs> it's all about the branding, Kelly. It's all about the branding. I went but around now, town today following people around. I thought you were with me. I was with you, but I was also listening in on conversations. And that's so you were not, following me. That's not, I hear that's not all that good, though. But it was funny, because then I just told them random things about their lives that they already knew. You probably learned some interesting stuff, I bet. Well, that seems harmless. Braylon's mom thinks she's hanging out with the wrong people. Who's she yeah. hanging out Who's with? Braylon. Mina's friend. The mermaid? Yeah, the one that's like studying in school or like she she's taking psychology classes. Oh. And she's hanging out with Mina? When I met her, she was just real drunk and, and feeling <laughs> a planeswalker. <laughs> she Mina says she's very smart. What's Mina that? says she's smart or I'm Braylon's sure smart? She says that. Is it Mina behind the counter? What time is it? Don't be mean to my girlfriend. <laughs> Are you actually girlfriends? I thought you just went out on one date. We've been out on a few now. She came to Santa Maria's with us and everything. Yeah. Okay, well, oh. I didn't know. I mean, Yolanda, you've been out on so many dates with so many people, and you don't have any one particular one. So I just figured maybe you were doing the same thing, Calrie. I'm only dating Nina. And you That's like good. it? good. Yeah, it's nice. She's very sweet. She does seem real sweet. She's that thing, yep. And that's, she is that's very sweet. Yep. Yep. It seems so that. much shade and significant others in the group. <laughs> oh, it's become of... a thing now. If I don't do it, you'll all be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's her role. Speaking yeah. of, I was talking to Weiria, and uh, she knows of somebody who used to work in the Vampire City. They uh, went in to the east of where we were making camp, but she couldn't remember the name of the end of the person, but he's a dragonborn. Oh, so maybe Dragon we could born. track them down and learn more information about the Vampire City and about Viola? Maybe. That's cool. Can Dragonborns become vampires? I don't know. I think so. I think anybody I mean, can. According to, the book can. That I, according to the book that I read, <laughs> according to my research, um, <laughs> I think as long as you go through the, the ritual of becoming a vampire, you can become one regardless of your race. Did you learn anything interesting from all that? Um, yeah, a lot of interesting stuff. Um, 
Uh, Planeswalker, roll me a nature check. Okay. And a survival check. Fuck you, what's happening? I'm having dinner! Bitch! <laughs> survival? Roll me a nature check, roll me a survival check, and pray. Okay. Well, you were so excited, you are like, con save. Nature's a 17. That's good. I've never rolled well on survival, despite my plus five modifier. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair. 16 for survival. Nice. Uh, you know a dragonborn who runs an inn to the east? I do? Yeah, when you left town to oh, follow yeah, the road. I was gallivanting you, and went the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, you made the mistake of following the wrong road. But at the mention of East, you kind of put things together in your brain and remember that that was to the East. And you remember that, uh, that dragonborn who you met who ran the inn uh, to the East there. And it's the only dragonborn you've seen around here or really heard of. Uh, his name was Chris Miller, you recall. And he had a gold tattoo around his eye. Chris Miller. Yeah, I remember huh. making the Mike Tyson joke. Um, <laughs> I think I, I might have met the um, gentleman in question. You met the vampire dragonborn? Well, I, I met a dragonborn, and that seems to be pretty rare around these parts. And it was in the east. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't supposed to be going to the east, but that's, that's I where I ended up. I thought you came here with us. Well, yeah, but before, when I met up with you guys in the woods. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's His our best bet. Chris. 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 That's that a pretty such a normal name. name. Well, I like the name Chris, to be honest. <laughs> well, your husband's <laughs> name is Chris. No TS charged. I don't think it was your husband. I... If Chris turned out to be a six foot whatever dragonborn vampire, I hit the sauce really I hard. I don't think he's a vampire. <laughs> I think he just, she said he was like a servant or something for a while. Oh, yeah. Apparently, the, they use a lot of non vampire servants in the city. But he's um, not know something. He didn't Ooh, seem I like found a my notes. <laughs> <laughs> there they are. Yeah, now I remember what I know about vampires. <laughs> now well, I remember I the learned, things that I remember. I learned that um, generally speaking, they, they're not a fan of sunlight, which we kind of already knew from Viola. They don't like holy water or even running water, like I got streams all that and stuff. Water. Um, they don't like um, sticks to the chest, like a pointy stick. Although I don't think many, yeah, I don't think anything likes us. And stick the chest. No. Um, they also cannot live in a, an enter like a domicile or like a place where you live unless they are invited. So uh, if we meet a vampire and you know they come for dinner, we should make sure we really like them before they come in the house. Not just to be polite, Yolanda. Why are you looking at me? Because you're the most likely culprit for letting you're a vampire very, into you're the You're very house. gracious. You're a very gracious hostess. <laughs> oh, that's nice. It's yeah, nice, but not, but not for vampires. Everyone's <laughs> right. like, yeah, you have a <laughs> um, They're very fast. They're very strong. They kind of don't really worry about injuries all that much. Um, apparently, the book was talking about how some of them could, like, turn into bats, which is really cool. Um, and apparently, the history of them is that there was this, like, really big, there was this, like, beast, like, the first vampire. And... Um, then, okay. Or the first vampire was created from the beast, 
and there was some kind of ritual, but it didn't really go into detail about what the beast was. No, um, they didn't say anything about it. Just a lot of like, you know, oblique poetry kind of oh, description yeah. stuff. Um, no information on how to cure it, unfortunately. Although there is the person who wrote this book, um, maybe we could learn more information about him or about the people he wrote and like learn more kind of from a side angle or something. Or we could find more information about the beast or there was also an Elvish Prince that I wrote in my notes that I don't remember anything about. <laughs> That was the general. That was general. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, the first so, ritual. you know, like there's a lot of different stuff that we could learn about in other books other than this one, but at least we know how to kill a vampire. Are we trying to kill a vampire? Just in case. It'd be good to know how to kill one and how quickly to kill one. Well, I got a sword made out of sunlight, so it shouldn't be hard. And you yeah. can make holy water, right? Yeah, I got a bunch here. That's how I was making some money earlier. I can water. also make holy water. Oh, I remember we, we did that. I remember for the zombies, I think. Yeah, I was selling it to the Skeptictus Temple because I figured they need it for the zombies. I think I still have some holy water. No, actually, I'm just going to look at my inventory. In your bag? <laughs> I, think I, I think you have some, yeah. <laughs> I think I do. Uh... Well, after this trial is all done, oh, do we want to try do. going to the Vampire City or... Or where are we going next? I think we should we should try to figure out things with Viola. I don't know if Do you think that we could maybe kill two birds with one stone and try and find more information about the order and see if they're in the vampire city as well? Sure, but I don't want to kill is anybody. The birds gonna help. <laughs> no, no, it's it's a it's a saying. Means that means that you can win two competitions by only doing one thing. Well, that sounds well, nice. Well, it's very silly to it's, have two competitions that have the same criteria. <laughs> it, it is efficient. efficient. See, there you go. Well, That's I a, suppose so. Yeah. I mean, Planeswalk, if you, if you, let's say you're, you're challenged by two men to a fight, and you do one, throw one punch, and you knock them both out. That's very difficult to do. But if you but, could do it, it, would you? If it happened. Well, if it happened, it would be remarkable. But exactly. I don't know that Quixie or most of our party's capable of doing that. <laughs> well, <laughs> think luckily, I'm, luckily, I'm not trying to punch two people with one hit. I'm I'm just suggesting that, you know, we keep our eyes peeled. I mean, after this trial is vampires. over. Well, after this trial is over, we kind of have to decide what we want to do next. I mean, do we want to stay in La Saladas and, you know just live our lives here. I think, you know, we give ourselves a, a name talking about a goal, you know, erudiction of Arielor. Kind of have to Erud go and do that. Eradication. Eradication. I think we're going to need to travel to get rid of the order. I think that's going to be important, but uh, I think the vampire city is real far away too. It's yeah, the best that we have. I mean, I mean, we can maybe head that direction and stop on the way somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, What's between here sense. and there? I got a without my map. Go. I got a feeling if we were to go to the Vampire City, we have a, a lot of adventures along the way. I'm just thinking. About well, that. if I buy a house, then we can leave the cart and things here. Or we could sell the cart and things. Mm -hmm. We don't necessarily need to have them. And the mules too. 
What about my chicken? I'm bringing them along. Uh, Quixie, you pull out your map. Um, and you take a look. You can see Lepsalidas on the one continent. Uh, drawing a straight line between here and the Vampire City, you run across a whole other continent in the middle. Specifically, you run right through the Barian Forest. But you know that... Uh, you notice that right fairly near there, actually, is the dwarven city of Amkarak, which Armina is from, mm. and which you also saw in the vision from the knowledge deities. Yeah. Uh, because uh, Mirdan Esto was heading in that direction. Uh, Amkarak is listed as being a port town, which is on this kind of coast, so maybe you could get a boat from from here to there, and then go across uh, the other continent, get a, a boat on the opposite side, or or maybe take the ferry. Actually, looking at it, uh, you never really realized this before, but the closest major city to the Vampire City is actually Werkatinzi. Oh. Uh, it's quite a ways away. It's a couple hundred miles, um, but... Were you to take a boat from here to Amkarak, you could go overland and then take the ferry between Alisport and Ennisport and then go up to the Vampire City from there. Or, you know, maybe you could... There's a lot, lots of options, of course, between boats and teleportation circles and everything, but that is... That's a route that occurs to you as you're looking at it that strings a couple of sort of uh, points of interest in line my um i imagine that i've got it like out on the table and we're like talking all of this over and like, yeah. looking at different options so what do you guys think it might be cool to go see if your husband is safe and we i think you know mirna nesto is heading towards m correct armina yeah so armina we'll really, first. i want to John, but but do we want to bring viola with us all that that way I, I was kind of thinking Viola would stay here until we figure out a cure. I mean, I'm it's not ideal, but... In the meantime, if we're not here. I kind of thought gonna... we had already talked to Derek about that. But what if he kills a woman leave? Well, I then mean, he'll he get a very sternly worded letter. We've been gone for like a couple of days, and he's been taking care of her. She's... He ain't going down there every day, is he? I don't know. I mean, we can go talk to him. If I he think... wanted to kill her, he could have gone down at any point in the previous few days and killed her. I mean, let's put That's it true. this way. I, I trust, I think he's he's a man of his word, and if he says he's going to take care of her, then the only way that he would kill her is if she becomes a true danger to him or somebody I think so else. too, but if his friends find her, then, then maybe he won't be able to stop them. Well, what do you want me to what do you want us to do? You want us to just like babysit her the entire time? I don't think we could travel with her for that long. Well, no, but if we take a teleportation circle, then that would be faster. Yeah, maybe. We would have less chances to investigate. Uh... Nope, my brain just stopped in the middle of that sentence. Sorry. <laughs> um, very planeswalker of me. Very, it's very, it's very the order out. of burial, are you? Or the order of the rising Yeah, band? investigate no. the cult. Yeah, the thing we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> or we could 
I don't know if I'm mercenaries to bring her. I'm not a shipper. Well, I trust Darren far more than I trust mercenaries or shipping people. Yeah, I just... His friends. I don't know. I don't feel right to just leave her here. She's a danger to the city, too, potentially. She's also a danger to us, and she's a danger to everybody we meet along the road. Well, also, we attract a lot of danger ourselves, hon. So, like, if we get into some scenarios that we can't handle, she might be caught in the crossfire. Yeah, and if we leave her here, Eris might, or Mina, or Bellic, or... I guess we have to weigh which options are less potent. We gotta weigh our options here. I would rather put us in danger than everybody that we care about that isn't able to defend themselves. Well, why don't we put her in the care of people that can defend themselves and then trust them to do their jobs? Is that not, is that not an option? Like, do you not trust Derek to do his job? I trust Darren, but his temple would have her killed. He wanted to at first too, remember? Should we talk to them then? And convince them? That might like make we you feel better. Him? Or we could maybe talk to the people at the university. We could we could go we could go ask Nucky. Who? Um. Oh, the the old dean guy, Yorky, that guy. I call him Nucky now. He calls me Cave Squid. It's a whole thing. Cave Squid. Wait, 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 wait. Rewind that. <laughs> Cave Squid. Yeah. Nicknames. But Chrissy right. okay. uh, is shorter than Cave Squid. No. No, it's the same. Cave Squid. Yeah. <laughs> we've got that that dragonborn person to talk to and we can talk to darren and i don't know maybe something will come together well i we can also we'll... just talk to viola and see what she wants to do for herself too yeah well, yolanda i think if if we talk to darren that might put your your mind at ease and make you more comfortable with leaving it there i think quixie has a point he's very trustworthy so I but think... if it's going to keep you better that's fine I think Quixie has another real good point that Viola should be able to make some choices for herself. That is she, true, too. She might not want to be trapped in a room until we decide to come back. Who knows when that'll be? She might have also decided something that we don't like and that okay. she might not want to continue on. If I were her, I'd probably be pretty fed up with the whole situation. And she was pretty delicate last time we saw her. So we should check on her. Mm-hmm. Um, you folks have these conversations over the course of dinner, mm-hmm. dinner turning into drinks toward the end. And as you're sitting around this map discussing the, the upcoming future of your party, you hear the door has opened with fair regularity, and you glance up at it occasionally. Most of the times it's just more sailors coming in. But this time when you glance up, it is a different, familiar figure uh, entering with two other guards. Stern Hammerthrow walks in. Hello, I was hoping to find you here. Um, just wanted to run over a few things for tomorrow. The justiciary uh, occurred to me that you have not uh, been a party to one of these before, so I should explain. In the morning time, you throw up, you can come to my office if you like. I will, uh, well, no. I will meet you in front of the precinct. 
We'll make our way up to the top of the city fire. Uh, terrible. Meteor. We will be party to an audience with the Council of Five. We will bring forward the evidence that we have. And then we will bring forward uh, people to act as uh, witnesses or to give various proof. Uh, you will be some of these people. However, in order to ensure the uh, anonymity of the whole thing, that is something we consider very important. So uh, people's names will not be used whenever they can be avoided. So the name of the people who we think have done these bad things, their names will not be said, the name of their organization will not be said, and everyone who is not important for who they are, they will not get a name, and also they will be given a, we call it a mantle of anonymity. Basically, it is a hood put on, hood and mantle. It has illusion, illusory magic worked into it. So it will make you appear like a just sort of a person shaped blob. Yes, not really like a human, not really like an elf, not really like a dwarf, not really like a gnome, not really like anything. Um, just sort of like a, a person shaped thing carved out of clay or something. Um, it will also uh, flatten your voice, um, take out any noteworthy uh, speech characteristics, things like accent or uh, my lisp will disappear if I put it on. Oh. When you are in it, basically there will be no way of telling who you are. That's the whole point. Some people might be both in the mantle and out of the mantle. You won't know when they're in the mantle, of course. Uh, I will be in the mantle at points answering questions. And sometimes I will be up on the stand at Captain Stern Hammer Throw because it will be important that I am the captain of the investigative branch. None of you are really entrenched in the city. And so probably none of you will be called up by name. And like you, likely you will be wearing the mantle the whole time. Uh, people will be called up by name if they are needed. Uh, for instance, we will be calling up the high priestess of the Ketchikti temple um, by name. She will not be wearing the mantle because it is important that uh, her someone in her position gives an explanation of certain things. Does that make sense so far? I think so. So we'll, we'll be anonymous and we have to keep anonymity. Essentially, yes. Uh, the the mantle does have uh, magic in place to uh, compel that sort of thing and to suppress um, the opposite. So, for instance, if you get up there and you try to say, "Ah, my name is Armina Wesensmith," you will find it very difficult to c continue the sentence. Uh, sort oh, of like uh, telling a lie after taking a tooth potion. Um, it, it instilled you to do the opposite. It instilled you to remain anonymous. Uh, you may notice that your voices sound different than you are used to. Um, it can be very disconcerting for people, and that is why we warn everyone first now. 
but yet uh, don't say your own names, don't say each other's names, don't say the names of the people uh, that you are investigating uh, unless you are asked specifically for a person's name, basically. So for instance, if I were to say Steve's name, it wouldn't be possible, but I could say that dick over there? Uh, that would be very difficult as well. Uh, oh. Expressions of strong emotion or things that uh, could be considered to be uh, biased heavily in any sort of direction are also difficult to say. So it, it, it sort of just makes anything a little bit neutral. But that's okay. not biased. He, Steve is a dick. That's well, just facts. I might agree. But uh, unfortunately, we cannot try someone for being a penis. Uh, <laughs> that's a shame. Let's certainly try. So yes, uh, meet me tomorrow there, and I'm looking forward to getting this all finished. Uh, do any of you have any other uh, questions? Any other anything else? I got a question. I don't know if you'd be the person to answer this. But who do I talk to about what happens to the garbage in the city? What do you mean? <laughs> that is very much not the question I expected. Um, uh, That's your order for you. I can have the representative of the city maintenance department uh, meet us after the judiciary tomorrow. Oh, that'd be real nice, because I got somewhere else you can bring it, I think. What? Uh, okay. Well, currently, the, the trash of the city is dealt with by numerous companies. Uh, you have to hire someone to haul away your things. You um, usually pay them as well. Uh, not entirely certain what they do with it. Some of them sort through and try to extract the useful resources. Some of them just uh, burn it and use it to uh, the... Uh, um, fuel things, the, the, the one place is a, a laundry that is fueled by burnt garbage to heat the water. Um, oh, that's nice. So there are various uses for it, but if you've got different ones. Um, it's just the extra stuff. We, uh, we took care of some goblins while we were on the road, and we got promised they'd stay in their cave, except for they ain't got nothing to eat in their cave. And so they're still going to have to come out. Maybe they'll hurt people on the road. But if there was garbage outside, then they just eat that. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> what a fucking oh, solution. Two birds, <laughs> one stone. <laughs> that makes sense. And uh, certainly you would have a lot of citizens uh, happy not needing to smell the uh, burning garbage uh, smoke anymore. Um, yes, we can... I know who to contact. I will have someone meet us there tomorrow. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Yolanda, city planner. <laughs> <laughs> she runs for her office like 10 years later. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? No. I don't think so. We'll see you tomorrow, I guess. Thank you for your help. Oh, thank you. Do you know, do you know what the... Um, what the sentence, or the proposed sentence is? Well, it varies for the different people. Uh, some of them are citizens of the city, some of them are visitors. For something like this, 
uh, Manental in particular, uh, his nation has made it very clear that they expect to see uh, any of their people found guilty of a crime to be returned to them. So that will be what would happen to him. Uh, everyone else, um, there are a variety of uh, potential crimes for which they are being investigated. And so the, the punishment range from years of community service to uh, imprisonment to some very grim things. Uh, very much the, the justice system at La Valle that is based upon uh, reparations whenever possible. If you steal a hundred gold from someone, your punishment is repaying them that money and usually more depending on what sort of difficulties it costs them. If uh, not having that money meant they could not pay for their home and now they have no home, you have to provide them with a home either through uh, through paying for one, through finding one, through giving one if you own one, what have you. It gets a little more complicated with some other things, uh, like for instance, uh, murder, because of course uh, you cannot uh, give them a person. So things like that, more complicated things like this, where people have gone missing. All right, well, what is the repayment for? A missing person. It's difficult to put a number on that. So that will be uh, perhaps a slightly longer process. But okay, well, it's good to good to think about it. I guess now we'll see you tomorrow then. Yes. And that will be part of the situation tomorrow. Yes, that's about so. Have a good Thank you for the information. Good night. You yes. too. Have a good night. Good night. So long. She has creepily good timing. She we just arrived like guards. maybe five hours ago and she found I'm us. I'm surprised it took her five hours to find <laughs> us based on previous interactions. What's going on, places? That's true. Still. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she was just watching the end or something. Maybe. That sounds like it. All right. Planeswalker. Yes. This ain't related to anything we were just talking about. But <laughs> Classic. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just wondering, what's your type? You seem to like half-blooded people. For what? For, for what purpose? For romance. For, for liking them. <laughs> this feels racist. Well, there was that Half-elf, there was Valentina, and then there was the Goliath girl, and then there's Coctos, and he's a half-orc. Is he a half-orc? Did I know? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a blur to you. Well, I, I mean, I have had more interactions than those, of course, before I joined the party. Uh, frequently with other full-blooded goliaths or full-blooded humans there weren't many other things where i was from uh my type tends to i suppose be um uh people the type who are down yes people like who are, are willing and are uh, <laughs> attractive oh that's a lot of people 
well, yes, my my body count is quite high. Grown. Competition time. Because I thought, like you know, we we might help each other sometimes. And what what do you mean? Yolanda's offering to be Planeswalker's wingman because she likes oh. Bellarel. Well, <laughs> I mean, how? I can't exactly sleep with people for you, Yolanda. That's not how that works. <laughs> well, no, Planeswalker, huh? you remember that time when the Goliath girl, I kind of butted her up and gave her a drink on your behalf and she came over to talk to you? Well, yes. Oh, I can go That's what you're implying. Yeah, I could like. Oh, I, I could know. buy drinks for the people that you like. Oh yeah, I could. I could talk about how strong and and nice you are around them or something. And you talk about how nice the Yolanda is. There you go. It's tip for tat. I mean, as far I as, mean, as I'm they concerned, talk to her at all, they should be able to figure that out for themselves. As far as I'm concerned, walk, watching you guys go at it, you guys have got it, enough bodies in the bag as it is. Like, how many people <laughs> do you want ro rolling through that thing? Jesus. It's just, it's just rolling through. <laughs> Sorry, I cannot move past that. <laughs> Yolanda can't get diseases, so it That's doesn't true. really matter. Can you get diseases from sex? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. A lot. Oh. Quite a lot, <laughs> what, actually. What kinds? Gonorrhea. That's the only one that's running to mind. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there's gonorrhea, or gonorrhea, or gonorrhea. Another gonorrhea. <laughs> Crabs. <laughs> you ain't gonna live that then anyway, because I can just heal you. Well, that's good. I. Well, you gotta no make sure that I you always ask healed. Yolanda to heal you after each one, otherwise you'll pass it on to somebody who can't get healing. Well, then in that case, I suppose we can help each other out. That's nice, because I'm following Bella around now, and... It's real nice to, to find people for myself, but I want to help other people. And, you know, Amina's already got somebody. And Kara's oh, you want to do it as, like, a god thing. When did you start following Bellarel? I thought you followed, um... I followed Creelto, too. Creelto. I thought you only followed Creelto. At least that's no. when we first started. I, I just followed him mostly. I followed lots of people, but Bellarel wasn't real big in my village we didn't have a lot of gods so i didn't know much about her and i mean she has been talking to me a lot and things and it's nice to be noticed by gods yeah and apparently everyone else in the village <laughs> well on that on that no planes walk i gotta say i i can't remember that if you told me you you swung both ways there i thought you only like girls i didn't know that i mean I feel a little bit hurt because there were so many cute guys I could have helped you up with if you had just told me in advance. <laughs> I didn't think that was the sort of thing that needed to be told. Do people, no, do people guess... not like everything? Mostly like Everyone. girls, if I'm honest. A lot of boys ain't that pretty. <laughs> I, you are fundamentally Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> You're fundamentally I didn't hear Quick say over Planeswalker's incredulity. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, have you told Eris this? I think Eris knows. I mostly bring girls home. I asked him if he wanted me to try to find some boys, but he said it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> I 
nice boys. Yeah, there's some nice boys. Karim's is really nice sweet. What was that? Karim's really sweet. Oh yeah, he was cute. I met him. Mm-hmm. He was. They don't have to be nice for you to sleep with them. I mean, yeah, helps. they do. I guess that's true because we really ain't very nice when I slept with her. What? Oh, that's why you guys were outside the dome. Yeah, thanks for doing that outside the dome. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Yeah, that would not be. I don't want to. I don't want to hear Weiria's cries of pleasure. I imagine that would be quite grating on the ears. You were outside the dome. Well, yeah. I I tucked you in. I thought you were asleep. And then yeah, Miria she- untucked her. <laughs> <laughs> and then got tucked Apparently. again. Apparently. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's real nice of you, Cowrie. Well, Planeswalker, in any case, I'm now going to be on the hunt for, for some guys for you as well, okay? Now I feel obligated to help you out there as well. I think I appreciate that. I mean, you're not. <laughs> There's a random tavern cat in here. It just keeps meowing at me. Aww. Weird. Tavern cat. <laughs> we ran into last cat. Oh, maybe after the trial tomorrow, you can help me pick out a pet planeswalker. Sure. Ooh, 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 I How come. do you feel about seagulls? I don't know. I think they're excellent. <laughs> do seagulls and chickens get along? I low. I low. I don't key. think anyone gets along with Quacky. Quacky's okay. very nice. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You haven't had a conversation. <laughs> you haven't talked. You're the only one that can do that. A little more chatter, but you guys head off Does to... Skirt, make it in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to slow things down. She just kind of wanted your uh, planeswalker's help, potentially, with the whole Gert drinking thing. Okay. To get Gert to drink? Explanation. Uh, Gert doesn't drink because she doesn't know how she'll act. And I thought, and Yolanda thinks that having Planeswalker there may make Gert a little more comfortable because there's someone like big and strong to protect them, like someone who's physically obviously able to protect them. Even though Yolanda can make her sober really quickly. Fair. So she was just going to pose this as a possibility when they were both around. Oh. Um, Gert doesn't get there until a while later, but probably uh, Planeswalker would be one of the later to bed people, I'm guessing. Probably. But if Yolanda asked him to stay, Planeswalker yeah. loved, like, he sleeps a lot. He loves sleeping. <laughs> he also seems to like drinking. Yeah. I don't know which one wins. Like, if Yolanda asked him, like, offered him drinks he would stay but right otherwise especially would, so considering he is Quixie's mattress <laughs> she would probably mention it to him but she wouldn't state that it needed to be tonight just before they left town she wanted to to offer it and she would probably state it in pretty much those terms that she was talking okay. to Gert do you remember who Gert is uh she doesn't drink she's nervous about how she might behave and she might feel more comfortable if if you're around because you're so big and strong and things. That is fair. Although there, there's nothing wrong with not drinking. You didn't drink for a long time. That's true. I just, I feel like 
she's doing it because because she's scared of something inside her and this might be a safe way for her to look at that because I can just make a sofa or something. Well, I can hang around and you can offer to her and if she's interested, I'm more than happy to be your bodyguard. My going rate is one gold per night. <laughs> All right, Yolanda will give Planeswalker gold. <laughs> that is just his wage from the other bar where he's a bouncer. <laughs> Gotta love the hustle. That's great. <laughs> you just assumed that was standard operating procedure. Just how much people get paid for things. Yeah. That's just the money that you earn. Yolanda um, would probably mention it to Gert pretty immediately once she got there to see if she was interested so Planeswalker could go to bed if she wasn't. She is interested in the concept uh, but doesn't think that it's worth it that night. Okay. Uh, that's a conversation that takes about five or ten minutes. Okay. Giving Gert's general speaking speed of about three words a minute. <laughs> um, but she she wakes up with you and drinks uh, um, just like a big stein of water. That's nice. <laughs> and you'll want to Gert off screen. Yeah, not, not exactly talks, but you know. Yeah. You invite her out, and she wants to be social, kind of. Yeah. Yolanda can chatter at her. Tell her about the woods and things. Yeah. She likes being social. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and after a while of that, uh, Yolanda will head off to bed as well, probably. Yeah. Uh, everyone will eventually have a sleep, wake up in the morning, and convene together over breakfast and then probably Quixie's cups of coffee. Oh yeah. yes, I must roll for coffee. Oh yes, roll as, for coffee. As Only as one cup today. I must oh. be anxious for the trial and that's waking me up. As yeah. as Quixie's having her as Quixie is savoring her one cup of coffee uh, and the cat. Um <laughs> Armina's gonna kinda like go over to Planeswalker and say, um Planeswalker, quick Quick chat with you there. Um, about yesterday, uh, when you were buying your, when you're purchasing your item, maybe next time don't bring out your entire sack of gold on the counter. But I thought it would be good to show them that I'm a serious, interested buyer and have the means. Oh no, for sure. But see, take it from experience. People take advantage of people who have, you know who are very trusting and have a lot of money. So, for example, if I was a deceivious person, which I'm not anymore. Yeah, you are. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it, let's say I sell you something for 10 gold and then I see you have more, I would probably say, oh, it's 20 gold. Well, I had more than 20 gold. Well, no, I know, but like, you can, you can save money and get more things if you're a bit more careful. But I don't really need things. Sacks are surprisingly cheap. They are. I'm just, I'm just saying in the future. Not just for money, but just everything. Don't, don't show your cards right away. You know what I'm saying? There's lots of ways you can help people with money. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, but I'm not, I'm not really in it for helping people. Oh. Oh. Well. I'm just doing adventures, you know, seeking glory. Yeah, you're gonna have a lot of gold. 
Well, yeah, I. You can eat real I well, do. though. Well, I'm just saying, you know, to, to prevent you from getting taken advantage of. All and right, she... I'll I'll keep it in mind. I mean, it thinks he probably won't, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's Again, you beautiful bastard. <laughs> like well that'll be what it'll be and she goes i did my part <laughs> and walk yep. away she's like well that's it for me yep i did my part <laughs> yolanda will Dark probably chat with eris um because she hasn't seen him and film him and all things and see if he's free later if she's free later she doesn't know <laughs> fair enough uh mm -hmm. any other Early morning preparations, folks on it? No. I just <laughs> I prepare my spells and I finish my coffee. Callie wants to dry the bar a little bit. Right, um, just kind of practice. Yeah, just kind of practice. Um, um, do they have like beer caps and stuff? Um, they, they've got kegs up behind the bar with, with tapped bungs. Okay. Nine so she, she, so she wants to draw like mostly like like the like the the, the 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 whole like bar thing and then she'll sneak a dick um into one of like the the, the kegs in her picture. Okay. Kinda like a one of those, you know, find the hidden object pictures, but yeah with always gonna be penises. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So you folks get done with all your all your various things. Mm -hmm. And you make your way out through the city toward the city spire. Outside of the city spire, out in front of the precinct specifically, uh, Stern is waiting there with a couple of guards. She waves you over when she sees you approach. I have, uh, hello, uh, come over here so we can get this over with, I suppose. <clears throat> you can see um, particularly... Quixie and uh, Armina and Planeswalker. You notice that she's fidgeting a lot with a bracelet at her wrist, um, which is relatively noteworthy because you haven't known her to have a lot of, you know, fancy or individualistic stuff before, really. But this seems to be a little bit different there. Is it like a like a pretty bracelet? Is it like a cuff? Leather. Is it like something that looks like it was a gift from mm -hmm. a romantic lover, perhaps? Give me an investigation check. Is it puka shells? <laughs> it Shell looks bracelet. like a small clay <laughs> bead. Uh, 16. 16, okay. They look like little clay beads. Uh, taking a closer look at them, Quixie, they actually look like there's some sort of flat shape that has been maybe rolled to make this bead rather than just a, a lump of clay with a hole poked through the middle. Mm -hmm. So they, they are dark browns, mostly somewhat uh, textured color, somewhat textured pattern as well, a sort of striated thing that, that runs radially around the bead. So almost like if you were to take a feather or something like that and, and wrap it up real tight. You might get a similar sort of thing. There's kind of a band down the middle that's bulging slightly 
And then on either side of that, there's this kind of striation pattern heading outward. This bracelet has several of these beads on there and the, the twine that holds them all together, from the looks of it, it's probably relatively old uh, and has been there, been there for a while, <clears throat> or rather been around for a while. Reconnected with an old flame? No, it is the present from an old friend um, that helped keep me calm at the boat. I, um, I hate heights. You hate heights? I hate heights. I absolutely hate heights. I am terrified of them. She looks up to the city spire. Oh, we're going all the way up. Huh? feet above. Oh. <sighs> this is the second worst part of my job. Pixie? Yeah? How long does that spy spell you have work? Spy spell? The one where you can walk on walls and things. Oh, the spider spell. Um, okay, I, I think it lasts like a, yeah, maybe like 10 minutes or so. I'm yeah. not sure. I could carry you if you like. I hate spiders almost as much as I hate heights. You ain't really have anything to do with the spider. It just makes you walk on walls, like one. I appreciate, I appreciate the thought, but it will be fine. I know the tower is safe. It has stood for 50 years. Uh, Last for one hour. Angus, uh, Angus will be there if anything starts to suddenly go wrong. He can fix it. I know he is a talented stone mage. Is he? Eight height. I thought he just built things. Yes, but he built them through magic. I mean, you don't think he built this with his hands, did you? He built this one? It would have taken decades. Yes, he, he meant uh, it was the last thing his uh, construction company made before uh, uh, disbanding because then he was elected at one of the Council of Five and not have a business anymore. Mm. No vested interest, you see. Well, that's nice. Well, if something does go weird and you start to fall off the side, I'll cast spider climb on you and you can just walk down. Uh, or feather fall, and then you just float. That sounds... Those boats just sound like they would make me be at the height for longer. But thank you. Uh, well, it ain't the height that kills you, it's the ground. This is very unhelpful. I would like it to oh, stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> Both of, I appreciate your I definitely started feeling better as soon as I started learning those spells, but I can understand that it might not, might not help. Well, maybe I can try to learn them for myself. Well, now yes. that I learned those spells, I want to learn how to fly. Before, I never wanted to learn how to fly. But. That sounds horrifying. I got a spell <laughs> that, can help, you. that can help you relax if you want, just for a second. Nope, I'll be fine. Okay. But thank you. You're welcome. We'll go. We'll get this done with. Um, I'll be alright. I've done this dozens of times before. Uh, perhaps hundreds even. I know it will be fine. I just don't like it. So I might be fidgeting with this. Well, that's, I'm just delaying the inevitable now. It's okay. We'll wait with you. Let's just head up there. It'll be fine. You said it'll be fine. Let's go. Follow, follow me, I suppose. Okay. She 
even for two or three seconds longer. So it turns around and looks toward the thing, doesn't start walking for another three, two or three seconds, and then begins to go, gestures you along with her. The whole way up, she keeps fiddling with this bracelet up underneath her sleeve, but leads the way up a staircase that goes for a very long way. Spiral staircase. No. It takes a minute to get up there. This is why we had to meet so early in the morning. It will take us a little while. Armina puts out her cigar begrudgingly. (laughs) Yolanda will walk toward the outside of the staircase and try to be kind of between stern and any windows. Okay. There are some windows, but they're all quite small. They're all sort of fist-sized, and they have glass in them. Just enough to let in plenty of light. So it's a nice enough space. And you do get a good view out of the windows as you're going up. There are several of these windows. They're sort of dotted at all sorts of heights, replacing where bricks might have been. And so every one of you, every now and then, gets a chance to peek out at one that's good eye level for you. And you get very nice views of the city. As you get up higher and higher, you can see the mm-hmm. sun shining brightly upon all the rooftops below. Is there like a railing around the spiral staircase? Is that kind of... No, it's just around a, a stone core that goes down uh... the middle. So there is no opportunity to, like, you couldn't drop a coin and have it fall anywhere other than down the staircase. So you can't just, like, peek down over the no. railing, see how... No, not directly, okay. unfortunately. You can look out the window and, and get an idea of how high you are, but you, yeah, you, there's nowhere where you can really see directly down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Uh, when you get to the top, there, there will be, though. When you get to the top, you see a large cylindrical amphitheater where there is a, a central section at the bottom that is lowered, and then around it are rising bleachers, almost, in, in rings. So you can imagine, upon seeing this and, and remembering that you've heard about the past of this city and the, the council meetings they would have here, you can see how people of the city might have surrounded on these bleachers at some point, but today they are not. There are a few people here. The central stage has been set with several chairs and what looks like a one of them is within a little bit of a railing set up slightly. Then there are five off to one side behind a desk or table of some sort. Sitting there, you can see one familiar face, Angus, as well as four other people, uh, one of each race that kind of represents this city, as you've heard before. You can see a, uh, a an elven woman, a gnomish woman, a human man, and a triton man. Or at least you can presume that. You haven't met any of the others before. But you are taken over to where there are several guards, and there's a section that has been sort of made into a bit of a tent. There's some canvas you go through, you go in behind. Stern shows you these mantles of anonymity that she'd been speaking of. And you step up and put them on. She demonstrates one to you first, actually. She says, all right, it is the mantle of anonymity. Very simple. You put it on. It begins to work. Let me demonstrate to you. So she picks one up, mm-hmm. sets it over her shoulders and head, 
And as she does, as it settles on her, all of her features sort of wash away. She starts to look a little taller than she was, somewhere between normal dwarven height and normal human height. No longer does she have the neatly trimmed beard or sort of distinctive cheekbones and flatter nose that you've come to expect when talking to her. Instead, she just has vague grayish features. The nose seems to be a very average line between bulbous and thin, between aquiline and statuesque. It's very difficult to put a name to any of her features, really. In fact, you cannot tell whether she's male, female, anything like that. You couldn't tell whether she's a dwarf, tall, broad in the shoulders, narrow in the shoulders, muscular, slim. Just sort of looks like uh, a slightly more realistic and uncanny valley version of the guy on the slippery when wet sign or bathroom signs, you know. Oh dear. Oh, you look real different. That's just creepy. Yes, it can be unsettling. That is why we warn people. Even more unsettling. Oh Oh, no. Am I going to sound like that too? Take it off. You will quite (laughs) likely notice that you sound like this as well when you don the mantle. Oh no. It is a measure that is taken to ensure that there is less bias in these proceedings. (laughs) I'm glad for the warning. Quixie does a reflexive prestidigitation just to clean things off. Yes, so you see now why I warned you. We have had people undergo many things. Let me just say, seeing someone have a panic attack when they are under the effect of a magical ability which uh, prevents them from throwing over displays of emotion is very peculiar. It was a little funny. But unfortunate as well. That sounds hilarious. That sounds um, real bad. But it sounds like it'd be really funny, Yolanda. Screams of panic tend to come across as just ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Did you take the photo oh, no. off of them? Yes, we we got it sorted out, and they are all right now. We were able to calm them. Not me, of course. Obviously, I don't have a head for such things. Yeah, you bet. Yes, I am. Uh, and you see now why you were all warned. So. We will ask you now all to don one of these mantles, and uh, you will come out, all bear witness to these proceedings, and they will be called up as you are needed. Take Any it. final questions? Put it on. Go ahead and put it on. Not the moment I don't, but we'll, what do uh, I look we'll like? see. Yolanda puts on one of these mantles, and you see her horns, her pink hair and pink skin, dissolve away and she begins to look exactly like Stern. They they seem to be wearing burlap clothes of little descript. Uh, everything about it is not just average but banal. They would not blend into a crowd because they don't really look like any sort of specific race of person that you're used to encountering. Um, Quixie and Armina you would have heard tell and perhaps even seen on an occasion or two of like clay golems. And this is closest to that, where it's like, okay, it's obviously supposed to be human-ish or humanoid, but uh, definitely doesn't look like a person. And 
not much in the way of facial expression either. And as every additional member of the party dons one of these mantles, you get to the point where you cannot distinguish each other anymore. I was gonna I was gonna say that. <laughs> you no longer know which one of you is which. Oh no, I can't well nope, this is gonna be hard. <laughs> Yeah, everyone have fun with this. Oh no, I can't tell you apart. Yes. Who is who? That is I feel so bad for our audience right now. <laughs> I did not know we were going to have a podcast audience by this point when I was That's drawing funny. all of this up. Um, I know, it's just great. No, I mean, great. perfect that it's a podcast because yeah. it is the total anonymity of each person. Yep. Yep. It will demonstrate things well. Oh God! Well, yes. shall we begin? How do is... we know when we're supposed to go up on? I the assume thing? we will have someone will motion towards us. Yes, you will be fetched by guards. They know How who do we are. Know. This is boring. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know which one Calry is. <laughs> Oh no, when we laugh, it probably sounds like ha ha. Yeah. So creepy. I can't. Oh, oh, oh. Just five blobs standing in a circle saying ha ha. That's nightmare fuel right there if I ever heard it. Oh, it's great. Oh, God. If so you've made you'll... it to this episode, I request fan art. Yes. <laughs> the worst fan art you can. If you've never drawn something before, please draw this. Yes. It might, might be better on than a napkin. Just like anything. Yeah. Or just like draw one copy paste, copy paste like five times. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> just, just do uh, one. Hasht- and you're hashtag good. justice blobs. Yeah. Justice blobs. <laughs> that should be our, 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 our new name. Is this year? <laughs> we are the justice blobs. Yeah. Justice blobs. <laughs> Oh, so you are all led out and led to chairs. They're decently comfortable. You're all sat down. You notice there are several other people already here wearing these mantles of anonymity. They look at you comfortable. somewhat passively. They are fine pieces of furniture. It is a good morning. Adequate. My buttocks are really... <laughs> <laughs> After another couple of moments, more people come out, some more guards come out, Question. and some people who are uncloaked. Yes? This is just an illusion, right? Yep. Uh, this is illusion and uh, some charm-related magics as well. Is there a hole in the chair for a tail? <sighs> the chairs are of the sort where they've got a, a solid bottom and then a... Okay, back so yes. that is made out of like wooden slats together and sort of a thing. So yeah, you can you can fit a tail out through there. Yolanda's, Think of like our, our kitchen table chair. Yolanda's blob takes a, a second more sitting down than yours. Like, like adjust. Yep. <laughs> and that is one thing worth mentioning as well. Uh, Planeswalker, you still perceive things from the height that you're at, but when everyone's looking at you, they're looking at your chest. Um, and a lot of you might notice when you're in Planeswalker, if you look down at your hands, your hands are at a different location than you would expect them to be. Oh, that's so disorienting. Planeswalker probably just walks out with his hands straight in front of him, like, uh... (laughs) It's kind of closing one eye and, like, your depth perception's all off, you're like... (laughs) Do we see our bodies, or do we see the blob? Yeah, do we... Nope, you see a blob. You see the blob, you see the justice blob. 
Looking down, you see the justice blob. Justice blob. This is highly unsettling. Oh, good. It can be deeply unfortunate. Let's get this over with, then. Indeed. Let us get this finished with. I'm hungry. are unfortunate. I feel like doing the robot I can feel my tail, but I cannot see it. You have a tail? Hello, Yolanda. So now we know where Yolanda is. Uh, Actually, point of note, uh, Yolanda, as you go to talk about your tail, you find your words stifled. Uh, I can see my... Beep. Yeah, does it just beep you out? <laughs> it's just sort of stops. It's kind of like if you tried to tell this. a lie when under the effect of zone of truth. Oh, I imagine sort of find like yourself okay. unable to say like the word. You just can't. I can't say that. Never mind. Any reference to identifying characteristics will be tailored as your image and your tone. I am it very. I love this. I don't know why uh, it's very hard to do this. <laughs> you can say anything you want over chest. I can't tell if that is Calvary or Quixie. <laughs> you can't say her names. I oh, yeah, no tell. names. This is I hard. I can't yeah. tell if it's beep or beep. I can't tell who that is. <laughs> there you go. Yes, that is, again, the point. Shall we begin? After another minute or two of setup. Out of character question. Yes. Uh, so words that we say, like sweetheart or y'all or yes, uh, are those tailored as well? Yes. Okay. Uh, I assume sort of, as much, which is why I said buttocks. I yes. thought so too, and I wanted Any to sort clarify. of specific indicative patterns of speech will be flattened out by this. Now, I will point out that you can try to fight through any of this and roll a save and try to overcome the effects of the enchantment for a moment, um, but it will be harder depending on how biased the thing you're trying to say is. So, like, for you to try to say, I don't know whether that's Calry or Quixie, wouldn't be that hard. Um, actually, Yolanda would probably pass that save automatically, because I'm pretty sure it's she's got to... Uh, um, Hi, Proficiency and, and yeah, points. Yeah. Um, is but... Wally visible? No. Hmm. Not while he's on you, at least. Okay. If you tell him to jump off and go scuttle on the floor, he does show up. But oh, but then he'd Adam... get confused about who was me. He might. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so sad. And then just kind of sit there going, Oh, odd. This is Madam. very peculiar. Hey, what has Madam, Madam. Have you, you seen a young correct. gnome? Hello. Uh, do any of you know? Oh, Drash, I can't speak the language, can I? <laughs> How odd. I just realized that Planeswalker probably doesn't smell anymore. Nope. Yeah. There is a court cat as well. Keeps me out. Court cat. Very important. Lots of cats around. Yeah, lots uh, of cats. After a minute. The meeting is called to order. Stern, you see, steps up to the chair that is behind a bit of a barricade or a bit of a railing, uh, looking like what you, out of character, probably would kind of expect a witness stand to look like. But there's no like judge's 
platform high up next to it or anything like that. It's just all on its own. She steps up to that, devoid of the mantle. Hello, everyone. We will draw the theory to order. I would like to welcome the five members of the Council of My Five, uh, Angus, Delurion, Fidiot, Ranik, and Aitnia. Uh, thank you very much for coming. Today, we have a number of uh, crimes that are going to be determined through the questions and evidence presented here. So these stemming from the accent of a group of people, uh, most particularly those who have been deemed to be the leadership of that group. Uh, the charges stem from endangerment of the citizens, endangerment of the city, uh, knowing breach of city strictures, and even the unfortunate crime of the unlawful transit of persons throughout and out of the city. Without further ado, we are going to begin. So she and several of the other guards start to take the floor here. They present various bits of evidence that they have, be they physical evidence or other things. They bring things up to the Council of Five. They're slid across the desk. You see the book of signatures and names that had been uh, retrieved out of the Order of the Rising Dawn. However, the insignia of Aerialor that was on the cover of the book is no longer there, having been either covered over with an illusion or perhaps stripped entirely to prevent it from being an identifying feature. They bring forward several of the people from the chairs and having forgotten track of which one of you is which, you have also very much forgotten track of who anyone else might be and indeed not even known in the first place. However, it becomes fairly clear through some of the questioning that at least some of the other people here are probably members of the order. And after a bit of an introductory period, a person is brought in, a justice blob. But this one in manacles. They are set in a chair off to the side. Stern says, this is the primary accused person who has been deemed to be in charge of this group and the one behind the majority of the charges they hold the greatest weight of the evidence here today. The justice blob speaks up. This is absurd. I have done nothing wrong. Um, out from the sides, out from the wings, where that kind of canvas tent is, come a couple of other people out of uniform. Or sorry out of Justice Blob. A, a couple of people who look like people. Mm -hmm. They are introduced as members to ask questions on the part of the party on trial. It's not introduced as a defense as such. They start to go back and forth, presenting evidence, asking questions, and they begin to call you up to the stand as well. Stern calls up one of you. Uh, let me roll a die here. 
Um, Planeswalker, you are up first. Mm-hmm. Great. Good So much information. <laughs> Planeswalker so, was definitely paying attention. Definitely paying attention. And definitely knows what all of the words that were said meant. Yep. <laughs> so you are one of the personnel who was involved in an investigation of this group. Is that true? It is true. Very well. Uh, through the investigations of this group, did you find evidence of them committing crimes against the city? To your knowledge of what is legal and illegal within the bounds of Lavdalidas? That is definitely correct. I have been informed of the laws and they were breaking several. You, at this point, the justice blob in chains says, this is absurd. We have done nothing wrong. I have done nothing wrong. Your laws are absurd. Illegal and wrong are not necessarily the same, but illegal is all that matters here. Stern turns to you with a grin. <laughs> you have learned well, young Padawan. It's like being nice and being good aren't necessarily the same thing. Different yeah. things. Uh, you see a familiar dwarven figure stand from behind the counter with five tables behind it. Hey, that's precisely the case. Uh, couldn't have said it better myself. Doesn't matter whether you are right or wrong, evil or good. What we are standing here today for is whether crimes have been broken. That is all that stands to be determined. The headphone fell out. Let us get then down to some of these specific crimes, if you don't mind me uh, taking the, I suppose, lead on this. Uh, Stern gives him a little nod. The other members of the Council of Five nod to him as well. Stern walks over toward the canvas and a couple of moments later, three more justice blobs come out and sit down. Uh, it's around this point that with the exception of the person on trial who you've guessed at already, no justice blob has emerged alone. There's never been a case where someone has walked in there and then come a justice blob has come back out that would let you guess who that person is. Three justice blobs come out, you couldn't guess which one is Stern. They I figure that this is probably the point. Five bucks and a sandwich in order to put on Justice Blob outfits for the day. You you definitely see some of them get up from the chairs again and go back into the back. There's a, a sort of flow constantly of Justice Blobs and people going in and out, sort of to intentionally obfuscate the situation. Mm -hmm. Angus steps forward, takes the floor, so to speak. Uh, looks at you, Planeswalker. So, eh. Uh, Let's start with, I suppose, the first crime on the list here, endangerment of the city. Now, specifically, it uh, states that this organization in their place of business had taken measures to compromise the security of the undercity. Uh, taken measures to compromise the security of the measures put in place after the zombie uprising uh, that had separated the overcity from the Undercity. Now, in your experience, was this the case? I think Planeswalker definitely thinks that to be true. 
because he didn't try that hard to open the thing. Yeah. No. There was there were new nails in the thing. I don't know if yeah. Planeswalker knew about that, but it was. Yes, I do believe this to be true. All right, and we've had as evidence the uh, nails here, which have uh, been ascertained to be much less old than the events in question, and to not be the over three decades, which would of course be expected of anything that was put into place after those zombie attacks. So um, it's at this point that the defense council, so to speak, stands up. This is ridiculous. No, see, we're not going to broach this. Why were they even there in the first place? Isn't that a breach of crimes? Isn't that a breach of this city's laws? I demand to take the floor. Angus looks at him levelly, but after a couple of seconds, takes a half a step back and bows his head a little bit. The man steps forward, seemingly human. All right, then, you, whoever you are, tell me, what were you doing skulking around in the Undercity and around the basement of this supposed area of operations? I have a great idea. <laughs> um, and Planeswalker is smart enough to think of it. We were looking for threats to the city. Ooh. Threats to the yeah. city, you say? Yet, they were there investigating threats to the city on behalf of myself and the the investigative branch of the city guard of Laptalidat. It is within my power to deputize. Angus looks towards her. Hey, it's within your powers, but it's a little bit non-standard. Can you give a particular reason as to why you've deputized additional personnel in the matter of this investigation, as opposed to just making use of the ones you already had? Stern looks back to him. Well, I had the reason to believe that some of my personnel were potentially uh, not unbiased, that they had potentially been compromised, and I needed outside eyes and an unbiased viewpoint on the matter to ensure that everything was kept above board. Angus looks at her for another second and tips his head slightly. It doesn't seem to take anything immediately. He always takes another sort of second of level consideration before going with anything. He looks back toward you and toward the other man, Planeswalker. Nods in your direction. Alright, well, so we've heard that then. I'll call up the next one, I suppose. Uh, next up, they call Quixie to the stand. Oh. A guard comes over, taps you on the shoulder, escorts you up to sit on the chair. If blah blahs allow it, um, Planeswalker will sort of brush the sweat from his brow as he goes back to sit down. You can definitely, yeah, wipe with your yeah. hand, but the gesture itself gets a little muddled. You could be scratching an itch, you could be trying yeah. to brush hair out of your face, you could be wiping your head, patting mm -hmm. your head, you know. It's difficult to tell anyone looking at the blob coming toward you what exactly they're trying to do. But the head, hand goes to the head. Planeswalker's like, thank god I didn't fuck it up for everyone. <laughs> Normally I say the wrong things. Uh, so, Quixie, you are up on the stand. 
One and moment, the there is a court cat in my way. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Angus stands in front of you with a piece of paper and the increasingly irate looking defense attorney as well. All right, now that's been sorted out. Uh, the next charge, I suppose, that being the uh, uh, let's go for unlawful uh, transit of persons within the city. Uh, at this point, you, or rather, it's interrupted by the defense attorney going, no, this is ridiculous. What does it matter if some trap door was opened anyway? Who cares? And there's no proof that it was my clients, the people that are on trial here today, this witch hunt. This is not a trial. This is a presentation of evidence. Oh, shut up. We all know what it is. Angus gestures the man down. Right. Do you really want to drag this out and make us uh, make this clear for everyone? Yes, I think that's the whole point here, isn't it? That everything should be clear for everyone. So if you've got, why is this even a crime? I think the crimes themselves are circumspect in this situation and suspect as well. All right, fine. Well, this was going to come later, but I suppose now is as good a time as any. Uh, please call Hey Priestess of the Skit Kick This Temple. Oro, Las Victora, to the stand. Quick see you're escorted. Stand just beside it. Uh, coming up is a familiar face, that being Darren Callison. He takes stands uh, somewhat awkward looking. He's got his hands clasped in front of himself and definitely swallows heavily several times. Uh, hello there, uh, esteemed members of the council. Uh, if he uh, looks nervous, Quixie in blob uh, form tries to do like a, you can do it. <laughs> a, a, a sort of thumbs up. Yeah, she tries to do it. <laughs> She's like, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, regret to inform you that um, uh, Priestess Oro will be uh, somewhat delayed. Uh, she she uh, has been ill of late and uh, this morning uh, gratefully uh, succumbed to the illness and uh, passed away. But the uh, ritual Ooh. is uh, nearly complete now and she'll be with us uh, within the, the space of an hour, uh, shortly after uh, noon. Noon plus whatever time it, it takes her to uh, Wait, get here She's... from the temple. Uh, so I'm very sorry, of course, for the uh, delay. But... She's um, coming back as a zombie blob? <laughs> <laughs> they don't believe in zombies. They believe in ghosts. He sort of looks in panic between them a little bit. Angus Look. rubs at his head. Then we will uh, call a short assess, although it's very unorthodox to do so. And we'll reconvene after uh, lunch is provided, I suppose. Uh, fetch the uh, the cook, and you all are escorted back to the tent where you can dismantle. You're brought back out. By the time you get back out, there's a table set and a large, burly, tortle person is standing mm -hmm. there with a giant simmering pot and a, a colander. They seem to be tossing things in. 
Yes, yes, talk to Lini for everyone. <laughs> oh, no. Grown. Italian turtle. Oh, my God. The, the table is set. Who else Everyone is in the tent? kind of sits around it. Uh, right now, it's just you folks in the tent. You are escorted out. There are several tables that you can see only briefly, and dividers are being erected between them. So you don't actually get to see really almost anyone else mm -hmm. who you don't already sort of expect to interact with. Food is laid out. You get there. Darren is brought to you as well. Did I hear that right? And She's Darren. dead, but coming back? Hey, yes. Uh, I thought that wasn't so, something you guys did. She's been... It, her body has passed away. Uh -huh. uh, her body has... Her body took ill and began to waste. Perfectly natural thing. And uh -huh. it made quite a, uh, quite a blessing. Uh, she and all of us were quite happy when she came down with this uh, wasting sickness. Uh, perhaps you saw it, her arm. Uh, Why would you be happy back. about that? Yeah. Well, it was a, it was a blessing of Our Lady. She's the mistress of decay, and oh, this right. was the most intense form of decay, uh, ending in oh, what no. naturally decay always ends in. Uh, however, Quick. yeah. I was just going to say, Quixie's going to look at Yolanda and kind of stage whisper in her really terrible, not tactful <laughs> way. Just be like, and you wanted me to date this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Daring cops. <clears throat> um, sorry. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, no, dry, dry through. That's all. Um, Yolanda <laughs> leans over. Right? Yolanda leans over to Cal and goes, "This is why I don't follow devils." <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead and roll your insight. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, so she's coming back as a ghost. She's being a sixteen. Uh, sixteen. He he's a little pink in the cheeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know. You know what that means. Yeah, I know what it means. She's been uh, granted a, a further boon uh, by Our Lady. Um, it would seem that uh, High Priestess Oro's uh, work is not yet finished. And so she's being returned in an artificial form. Her, uh, her essence, her spirit, uh, introduced into a, a, a body of artifice. Uh, I hesitate to say suit of armor because it was never designed to be worn as a protective device, but essentially in form, not dissimilar from a suit of armor. Is she uh, gonna be like an automaton? What's that? Automaton? Yeah, like suppose that's a word that makes sense for it, eh? It's like a, a mechanical being or a... Uh, clockwork kind of construction. Of sorts, I except the the there's no being to it. The the thing she's in is simply a, a vessel, uh, which she can move around. Um, she herself is purely without substance and form at this point, and until such point as uh, that itself is uh, deemed uh, fit to decay by Our Lady, uh, as all things do in time, even spirit is not without without its degradation. No things are infinite, and no things are forever. What's your nice of her to come here and do this for us? 
Yes, well, she's still got jobs to do, of course. Uh, that's sort of the whole point of the thing, I suppose. And it's nice of you to come tell us about it. Yeah. Well, uh, someone had to, and uh, I threw the uh, short straw. Uh, a lot of my uh, kinfolk in the temple there, um, there are some, there are still some hard feelings between them and the Council of Five, I think, uh, given the former, for many of them, still fairly present uh, oh, legality no. and the uh, forces they had to face. A lot of them are older. Uh, I'm one of the newer ones, I suppose. And uh, so for many of them, the memories of uh, discreet panic meetings in basements and uh, fearing for being found out are very much still fresh and alive. They're moving past it, but I think just a lot of them are worried that they might not be received very well. I don't think that's mm. the case. I have a lot of trust in uh, Angus, I mean, Mr. Dolgobat, and uh, the rest of the council as well, of course. I've got nothing but faith in all of them, so I, I think perhaps it's just old habit dying hard. Who's going to run the temple now that she's gone? Well, she will. She's not gone. She'll, she'll be back within the hour. Oh, she's going to still run it as in that armor thing? Yes, of course. That, well, that's, that's, that's nice. She was doing good work and uh, had to be allowed to continue to do that work. So. Well, I guess that's one way of going about it. Guess so. Kind of cool. It'll be interesting to see how it moves and how it works and how it's put together. Probably won't sound any different. Uh, we were we were meaning to talk to you about something actually, but this probably ain't the place for it. We have an hour. Yeah, but I don't want to oh. talk about it up here because this maybe people can hear something. Well, we could. Is there idea. like a? There must be some kind of room where you know, like the that that turd bucket of a defender lawyer gets to talk with his client or whatever. Maybe we can find a room that's private for us. Oh, I just figured he could meet up with us later in our rooms or something, if he had time. That might be easier. Yeah. I'm actually quite hungry. It smells delicious. All right, well, let's have dinner. And I just yeah. say, I'm very glad I didn't mess that up. Oh, that was Is you that on the you? stand? Oh. <laughs> yes, and it was very stressful. Oh, thank God. Tell me when to stop talking and when to start talking. And you did I, do well. Yeah, you I did wasn't a good job. I'm not sure what to do. Well, you did well, a good job. Hey, did it well. Did well. How's oh, Darren? How's your brother doing? He's doing quite great, actually. Mm -hmm. Very, very nice. well. Thank you. Mm -hmm. He seemed like a real nice boy. Hey, I, I, I quite like him. I mean, one generally does. Hey. You have to like your siblings, even when you don't like them. Do you? Yeah. Why? Because you're family. Otherwise, the whole house just gets real noisy. Well, that makes sense. Because yeah. there ain't no doors or nothing. Well, we had doors, but they are very good noise-making devices. You can slam them repeatedly oh. yeah. until they break. We just had the front door, and then my parents had a door. We oh. didn't have any doors. They probably would have been broken quite quickly. 
<laughs> we have a well i mean planeswalker you said that you went and visited a gnome family in the city here so you saw what their house was like ours is it kind of quite similar. intricate yeah lots of and lots small. of floors and rooms and 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 people places lots that you people. just don't understand why they're there yeah lots of people that's why i moved out i thought you would take him i i moved out first i was living in the in the storage closet in the library for a bit oh like Bellic. yeah that's nice it's oh. actually quite comfortable if you decorate it nicely also if you're but that, i was only there for like a couple of weeks before i got taken mm -hmm. so. so you have a good good dinner of tortellini mm -hmm. Oh, and sauce. How long were you sitting on that fucking joke? <laughs> <laughs> it came to him in a dream. He's so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> so happy I finally got to say that. <laughs> I, I now we need it. like a menu. I love it. A menu, like an Italian menu. I'm sorry, baby. Menu, I was trying to get your yeah. picture. And it just has a tortle on the front, and they're all just yep. tortle puns. Yep. Over here. Oysters on the half shell. Oh, God. Mm. Terrible. <laughs> well, do we um, want to break in real life, or do you want to keep... I'm not sure if that was where you wanted to stop. Yeah, that'd probably be a fair place to stop, mm -hmm. I guess, yeah. Um, well, you just made the, made the comment about sense. being hungry. I thought that maybe was not in character. <laughs> oh, no, that was in character. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, that's, a, that's, that's probably a fair place to stop. Um, and... And we can pick up next time in person. Yeah! Yeah! Fun. It'll be fun. So excited. Um, oh. It'll be good. I think it'll be good. Awesome. Cool. Well, yeah, thanks. thanks very much, folks. Um, thank everyone for taking time out of your day to, to, to come and play and to come and listen for those of you at home. Uh, hope you have a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy, and talk to you next time.